when we hear about women empowerment, one of them was now stop FGM. Mm-hmm. And I realized, wow. So yeah. this is a bad thing. It's that bad that even white people, black people, Indians, you know, everyone is just united to say that this is something evil and we should stop it. That's when I realized, okay, something evil was done to me. And um, of course, I tried to talk to my parents who told me, don't listen to what those Westerners are saying. This is our culture. Mm-hmm. And um, if I didn't do that, you wouldn't be the woman you are today. Mm-hmm. So they associate FGM with success in women, women not being promiscuous. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Speaking Ish. of Ish Gen Z. Where? See, Sawa, take over, Basiesta. Nibita. Ukoni. 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 Ushafanya watu watawamini nilienda Zimbabwe. Wait, are you trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> where was yeah. giving Zimbabwe? Kai <laughs> It was her birthday by the last week. Can yeah. you like just sing happy birthday how you sang me happy birthday? Yeah, yeah short I want to think of happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday dear Jackie. Happy birthday to you. First Girl of all, is are you satisfied? What is that? <laughs> anyway, guys, <laughs> I hope you I hope you are well as you listen in. I hope you're doing good. Mm-hmm. And Jackie, this yeah. I mean not Jackie, sorry, Esther. This is 16 days of what? Activism. So Inanza actually on Friday oh. it runs uh for 16 days until 10th of October. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So during these days we are. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh my God, my day. October. I'll take that again. So, 16 <laughs> days of activism runs from 25th November to 10th of December. During this time, we highlight stories around violence against women and children and men. All right. Yes. Yeah. So, right. among them, we, we have things like GBV, mm. we have FGM. Yeah, yeah, Name yeah. them all. FGM is where we at today. right now. Yes. We actually have a victim. Or we no, just no, no. They're not called victims. They're called survivors. Let's yes. go. Yeah. Educate me. I'm educating you. Yeah. Thank you. To judge any gender reporter. reporter. Period. <laughs> no, the lingo. We are we are speaking into your life. You're gonna be an editor. Say amen. Say amen. Amen, Michelle. Thank you. That she was amen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, all right. So, so, yeah. so corrected. We have a. We have a. FGM. A guest survivor who's mm-hmm. our guest today and yes. we are very very glad to have her here she's gonna share her story and we're just trying to understand her point of view mm. as gen z's and mm-hmm. also just as any other um any other generation yeah, yeah. and and how fgm affects young people because i feel like whenever we have this conversation mm-hmm. we usually don't talk to young people most exactly of the time. exactly yeah. all right so hi babe can you can you come close to the mic to knock Penda? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <guys>. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you guys? I'm well. We are well. Sorry. So so are you gonna tell us your name? How much watching Yes. Yes. Okay. I am Aisha Ali. Mm, mm. I'm 23 years old. Ah. And I'm doing my BA in communication. Ah. Oh. Let's go. All right. Can we like just dive? into it like right yeah. now yeah mm. what's your story baby girl 
I am an FGM survivor, female genital mutilation. For those who don't know what that is, um, it usually happens in my culture or cultures that I come from. For mm-hmm. example, Somali, Borana, Oromo. We do have Maasai's who go through this Turkana, young ladies from Turkana, and so on. Um, for me, it happened to me when I was seven years old. I was really seven. young. It was like a little trip back home, and I didn't think much of it. Of course, I'm seven years old. You don't think something like that is going to happen yeah. to you. I didn't even understand the concept of FGM until then. And even after it happened, I didn't think much of it. I didn't mm. think it was something bad. I felt like it was something every girl went through. Um, I went back home to Mandera, where I met an old lady who did perform whatever was happening to me it was very traumatizing obviously a lot of bleeding a lot of crying screaming um my sister was also there she was like five years old um i remember her passing out from the excessive bleeding Mm -hmm. and so on so it's it's very it's an ugly experience yeah and i'm happy to see people advocating against it and i'm so happy to see you guys also speaking Mm. against it so yeah yeah speaking about it and also just against it yeah so as you said what how did it feel when you did you even know what was happening at that point oh no it was very bizarre honestly but looking back at it um i was very young i remember bathing they were like take a bath and come i took a bath and i remember trying to wear my clothes mm-hmm. and i was told there's no need just mm-hmm. put on a little you know nightgown or something yeah and come to the room and at that time i didn't think much of it i just got dressed didn't put on my pants because i thought okay maybe something's happening i got there there was a couple of women my aunties and so on i was laid on the ground um it was it wasn't even cemented the ground it was, it was outside yeah, no it was inside okay. A okay. okay okay and i remember one of my aunts laying on my left hand the other aunt on my right, they were sitting on me. Wow. Others were sitting on my chest, so I didn't move. Others were holding my head. And I remember an old lady coming in between me, and she divided, um, what's it called? Yeah. Um, wembe. Is yeah. that what they call it? Exactly, wembe. Mm-hmm. And Reza. she just, yeah, she used the bit that she cut on me, and the other bit, my sister. Mm. And it was very ugly. They just cut my, can I even say the word honestly? Yeah. The clitoris mm-hmm. off. And they dug a grave and they threw it in and they covered it. Um, they left me bleeding and they used herbs, not um, spirit or anything. They used herbs and they put it in between my legs. Mm-hmm. And they closed my legs with a rope for three, four, five days mm-hmm. so that it can heal. Um, the worst part of it was peeing, mm-hmm. where I had to pee inside a bowl while my legs were still closed yeah. up. And they had to pour w- hot water and salt for me to heal. I felt that was very, it's not something any child should go through, especially being seven years old. And um, at that time, I just felt like they were celebrating me. Of course, I was a young girl. They told me that now I'm of age and they're proud of me. And men weren't there. My father wasn't there. My uncle, my grandfather, it's just women of the village and my parents. And it hurts me because I was born and raised in Nairobi. I wasn't, it's not like I was from there. Mm. I was raised there and it was just a culture for me. No, it was something that followed me even into the urban centers, mm-hmm. like the urban homes like Nairobi. So it doesn't just happen to people in the village. That's a message I want to put out there. Because when they try to save these young girls, they save them from those regions. There are people, even those ones in the States, I know my cousins who have flown off, f- flown off from the Western to country yeah. to Nairobi, to Somalia, to Ethiopia, where it's in a sense 
okay to do it. Okay. And I say it's okay because legally they're not allowed to do it, but I don't think um, the government is doing much. It's more of them trying to push, um, you know, community development experts to come in the village and say, oh, it's wrong, it's wrong, let's not do it. Let's let, let, let girls go to school. And people are like, yeah, the girls are going to school. I did go to school, mm -hmm. but it was after. I went through that. And the fact that women are shamed into not speaking against it or they're told it's something good that should happen. And even some leaders from my home who still advocate privately, they advocate for such things to happen. Yeah. But publicly, they want to become more, you know, people. Mm. Mm. People are okay with it. So they'll be like, okay, um, we shouldn't do that to girls. It's wrong. But when they go back to the village, they tell the people it's normal. The girl mm -hmm. has to go through this. So the hypocrisy is there. That's why we don't get much help. Hmm. Really? Even before we go deep, I just have a question. How do you feel, even just talking about it right now? Do you, because I think I saw your, your eyes watery at some point. Yeah, I just feel like it's very unnecessary. Mm. There's no like benefit to it. And mentally? Uh, yeah, and mentally, of course, it's, it's something that you live with. At times, I, I live my life and then I start to think maybe there's some things that happen in my life or how I'm feeling that is linked to that and I'm not mm. associating with it because mm. I haven't been to therapy yet. Yeah. I haven't, you know, dealt with my emotions. Yeah. So yes, I feel like it's, it's something disgusting. There's something ugly. Everyone has a different story when it comes to F FGM. I will even argue and say mine was the milder version mm. because only my clitoris is removed. For some people, it's very, very horrible. They get their clitoris removed um, their lips, labia removed, and they get, you know, the stitched. The, yeah, stitched up. So your husband is going to open it with a when blade you get when married. You're married. So it's like you're a present that's wrapped yeah. for that man. Oh. Um, I think it's it's disgusting if you ask me. Yeah. I feel like anyone who doesn't speak against this is someone who. It's just the same with the people who are doing it. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much for that story. I want to find out. Maybe you can tell us how. FGM has affected your health? Um, I think I couldn't do much mm -hmm. that my age mates were able to do when I was younger. Um, a good example is when I couldn't ride a bicycle for a long time because the discomfort of my legs being spread. And at that time, I still have that scar. Because at mm -hmm. the end of the day, that's a scar. It's where you've removed an organ. Yeah. And now no matter what you do, it gets painful when you try to spread your legs, if you try to play. Sexually also, it's very... You know, it hurts you. Mm. Of course, you can't live a full life like other women. Because yeah. now you have to think, I need to be more delicate. I'm, I need to be this. I need to be that. And I haven't had kids yet. But for women who have had kids, uh, they have to do a lot to give birth. Which it's, it's, we, we call it a risky pregnancy. Where you're pushing your baby, but because of all the damage down there, you're hurting more. And the pain becomes more for you. And some people even die during childbirth mm. due to that. So yes, I feel like that's one way. The other way is mentally. I feel like I'm not able to love my body. Um, I, have, I have a lot of, I, I don't know, body issues mm. where I feel like I'm not full. Mm. Even when, when I'm trying to date, I feel like there's something missing. I'm not worthy mm -hmm. and that comes from something that is missing in me yeah. so yes mm. that's a lot yeah. i feel like we need to take like a a pause to like think about that because like that's sad like when you think about it um it's something that you like majority of people who go through fgm go through it when they're at their youngest and it's not something they want it's not even something they know so they grew up 
so now they are forced to grow up mm. in that trauma in that trauma like yeah. the moment you now realize what you went through it's like super traumatic and then you realize as you grow older then you start to realize oh not everyone went through the same thing that i went through like when i was younger i thought it was normal mm. like i thought all the kids like me were going through this and then you realize when you're like in your maybe teenage years like oh wait a minute it's not everyone it's just yeah me did you come to that point where you when did you actually realize that oh, it's me it's it's me it's not like everyone else i'm i'm going through this alone oh i think it happened like um, i think in high school when i realized some things were bad mm-hmm. and some things were evil um for one i didn't think fgm was that evil when when you look at this the kenyan con- context mm-hmm. um because you find a lot of communities that are doing it and it's hush hush you know not a lot of people are speaking on it when i was growing up in the early 2000s mm-hmm. so i reached high school is when i found a lot of people advocating for things some are advocating for you know gay rights other are advocating for yeah. black people to yeah. be given more rights mm-hmm. and through that when we hear about women empowerment one of them was now stop fgm mm-hmm. and i realized wow so yeah. this is a bad thing it's that bad that even white people black people indians you know everyone is just united to say that this is something evil and we should stop it that's when i realized okay something evil was done to me and um, of course i tried to talk to my parents who told me don't listen to what those westerners are saying this is our culture mm-hmm. and um, if i didn't do that you wouldn't be the woman you are today mm-hmm. so they associate fgm with success in women women not being promiscuous mm-hmm. for lack of a better word so I don't know. To me personally, I don't think it did anything for me. It didn't make it didn't make me more promiscuous or less promiscuous. It just traumatized me mentally and physically, and I think that any person who is in that position can tell you. There are a lot of people who can't speak on it without tearing up, crying and mm-hmm. having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm still going through it. It's it that's why we we say we are survivors. Yeah. 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 We are surviving. It's not that the pain is over, but it's just that we choose to wake up every day and face it. Yeah, strong girl, not girl, lady. (laughs) 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 And I want to find out after Umejijua, you come to this realization that this thing happened to to me. Did it affect the relationship, especially that you have with your mom and aunties? Yes, yes. It it had an issue. I don't know. It posed a lot of concern for me, especially looking at my religion. That I felt that as a Muslim, Islam didn't do much to stop that um or not as much as I would say other religions have um I also felt with that came now the hate towards my own culture the despising my own parents for that and of course I still have an issue with my family it's more of um survival mm-hmm. sometimes you choose your wars your fights you don't fight all battles are not for you yeah. so it's something i just sh- left it alone but it's something i will Of course I will speak about it. I will let my parents know it's something that is very ugly. But my most of m- the things my mom says is, you know, you're very lucky. I had mine worse. Mm-hmm. I got mine stitched. I was bleeding. I almost died. Mm-hmm. I got married off at 14. So you you're having it good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what my mom says. Yeah. So she tells me to appreciate her. Mm-hmm. That I only got my clit removed. That's a privilege she gave me. Because mm-hmm. from where she comes from, people got it worse. which doesn't justify that. And mm. usually that's why we hear hurt people hurt people. Mm. My mom is a victim. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and is a victim caught in the cycle mm-hmm. and she decided to replicate her trauma but thank god it's going to end with me i don't think my yeah, daughter is going yeah. to go through this mm-hmm. and i don't want anyone born late after me she'll go through this mm-hmm. and i'm going to fight this of course i'm yeah. always going to speak against this mm-hmm. so have you tried like spreading awareness any anywhere else other than this platform or where you are going to school or wherever yes and yes. how has it gone for you so th- those are my two questions oh i think apart from social media mm-hmm. where you post your own personal stuff yes i've posted but i've also been interviewed by other media houses where i've had um, new york times mm-hmm. writing an article on what i had to say anonymous though because yeah. i come from a community where people are shunned people are killed people are threatened for coming out and speaking because questioning the culture equals blasphemy. Mm. So, I, of course I do, but I do it under the guise of a veil mm-hmm. to protect myself. But after this, of course, if I if I come out and I'm in a safe place, of course my face is going to be on it and I'm going to speak more for women, not only FGM, but other things, right? Mm. Domestic violence, um, early marriage, which FGM and early marriage, teen marriages are like intertwined. Yeah. Mm. So you're, you're first, you know, you go through FGM so you can be marriageable you know mm-hmm. you're worthy of marriage yeah. now you're married off which i feel it's very it's, it's very inhumane mm-hmm. and i feel like anyone who looks at a child and decides you know a seven-year-old is worth getting married to or going through fgm mm-hmm. should be imprisoned mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. for sure wow mm. and when you speak out what is usually the reaction from your community um there's a time I did mm-hmm. um, in Isli mm-hmm. where there are a lot of Somalis. I was with my mother and they were talking about taking a five-year-old girl through FGM and marrying her off as soon as she is mature enough. Mature in the sense 19 years. Mm-hmm. That was enough to get married. And this girl came from Namanga, the board of Tanzania and Kenya. But it happens a lot. If For them to marry off a young girl, they'll take them to Tanzania, marry them off in Dodomo somewhere, bring them back to Namanga as a married you know, couple. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. So I saw that, I had that story and I remember arguing with one of the uncles and telling them that this is wrong, um, they shouldn't, FGM is not something that ha- benefits the woman, why should we do it? And the first response was, keep quiet, you shouldn't talk in front of men. And how are you saying that you've been brainwashed by this education? And the next thing was, yeah. I wish I wish you didn't take this girl to university. Mm-hmm. Now look, she's yeah. been brainwashed. Yeah. Now she's one of the kafir. Mm, kafir meaning kafir. non-believers, pagans. Okay. And the first thing is to ostracize you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, it's very dangerous. Death threats later, if you're very much outspoken, mm. you become, you know, your enemy of the people. Yeah. You become evil. It's mm. like you haven't gone against FGM. Mm. You've gone against the whole of the culture. Yeah. 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 I think education looks like education just pieces them off. You know, mm. you've, gone, you've been educated and you're like yeah. a threat for lack yeah. of a better Cause word. Because, yes. you know, knowledge is power. Exactly. Like so you get. How do we even start educating our kids have do we start telling them about fgm or do we just like give them then the normal education what do you what do you think or just any of you jackie and esther what do you guys think and also attached to that question maybe you can also add how can survivors like yourself be supported because you're also talking about the leaders when and oko they're just doing their things but how can you guys have survived be supported food I feel like um, your first question. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes um, parents, especially from my community, decide to take their children to private institutions, okay. especially private institutions that regurgitate their culture mm-hmm. to back to the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taken through high school in a Muslim school 
where FGM was not a conversation because it was a norm in the Arab culture, it was a norm in the Somali culture, and it was something that we knew existed, but we didn't talk against it. I see at least in public schools there were conversations where you get even small books where you're taught FGM is wrong, early marriage is wrong, teen pregnancy is wrong. That's not something I, I have experienced in Muslim in that specific Muslim school, which I assume is the same thing with a lot of these Muslim or enclosed schools. It's mm -hmm. like they're in an echo chamber mm -hmm. that regurgitates what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. So I wish the government will impose um, courses, units, even in university to try and educate them about FGM and what FGM is and why we should speak out more. Some people are scared of offending a certain community mm -hmm. so they don't speak against it. Others believe it's a religious right, which is not. Um, mm -hmm. That will be my first question. It will be like, yes, I will want them to be ed educated more on FGM. The same way we're educated about addiction. Yeah. The same way we're educated about other things, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, for the second question, you asked about how we'll support survivors. I feel like one is um, there are some survivors who if they flee their homes after that, choosing to separate themselves from the conditions, there are no shelter homes for these young girls mm -hmm. who choose and say, I'm leaving this place because I don't want to go through this, you know. Mm -hmm. Because now they don't have a home, they don't have resources, finances. They choose to stay, go through the process, go through marriage, whatever happens to them, because no one else is willing to help. I wish there were camps the way we have domestic violence shelters for women will have FGM. People who've gone through mm. FGM or people who are running away from homes that are, ca are partaking in that culture. Mm. So that we can have a place where we can hide, go to organizations that are willing to take these girls through education, help them escape persecution, killing, because they're running away from that culture. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. So. That's has been a heavy topic. Yeah. What, what, is there anything you could tell an FGM survivor? Yes. yes. Is there anything you would want to tell them? Mm. Mm. I would like to tell any girl listening who's been through that. It's not your fault. Um, there's nothing wrong with you. You didn't deserve it. Um, um, I, there's always, there's always going to be a reminder of what you've been through, but it doesn't have to, you know, dictate the rest of your life. And it's okay not to be ready to talk about it. It's okay not to be okay. Mm. You just take your time and it's going to be okay. Just take your time. People heal differently. And I hope if you have the power to speak out, you do. Mm. Um, if you don't have, it's okay to heal. And it's okay. You're not ugly. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. <sighs> if you have anything you'd want to 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 say about um fgm you could catch us at namasaka underscore underscore on every social media platform yeah and for me it's also jackie masharia underscore yeah you'll find me at pa underscore era all right so i think that's all from us this, this has been such an emotional episode yeah. and we would really really like to do something to try and end FGM. It's a, it's a, it's like a long, like a long road to it. Cause mm -hmm. I feel like so many people, um, speak about it. We've seen the government probably trying to do as much as they can, but you know, the thing with things that are so entrenched in the culture, it takes a lot to remove that from people's minds. Yeah. So I think we can only just we as Gen Z's, we are the younger people. We can try and speak about it more and more so that for, for us, like from our generation onwards, it never happens again. 
we don't normalize it we don't make it something that can continue happening and and it's obviously only happening right now because you know our parents are still there and our grandparents are still there and they believe that needs to still keep going so like if we can end it from our generation onwards yeah. that would be great yeah what yeah. she said yeah no, <laughs> all right thank you so much for listening we'll catch you on the next episode bye have a good